Welcome back to In the Ballpark today. And with us, we have a very special guest on the eve of the NFL Super Bowl. Our special guest today on In the Ballpark was launching 65 to 75 metre bombs at football training back in high school effortlessly. And now he's fittingly the Texas A&M Aggies punter at college football level. He played in all 12 games in the 2021-2022 season, led the SEC and was the top 10 nationally for punting, averaging 46.61 yards, if you don't mind, per punt. And he launched a career-long 64-yard punt at Colorado, which by all reports, it nearly landed in the Grand Canyon. That's how good this bloke is. Nick Constantino, welcome to the show. And thank you for joining us all the way from sunny United States. No, of course. Thanks for having me, guys. By judging on the appearance here, it must be pretty cold over there in Texas at the moment. Look, I tell you what, I've I've never seen snow in my life until I came to Texas, which is not what's meant to happen. So this time last year, we had a massive snowstorm, and it wiped us out for about a week. And you know, all these Texans just went nuts because they've never seen snow in their lives. And then, literally today, so we had it was about twenty-two degrees Celsius, you know, yesterday, and then today out of nowhere, it just starts snowing. So. I mean, I don't know how to put it to you, but it's, it's pretty chilly this morning, so I'm just trying to rug up and stay warm, you know? It's a very, very smart option, Nick. And obviously, being yeah. from Melbourne, you, you can expect the unexpected. So it's, it's probably a good yeah. thing you're going from Melbourne to, to Texas. Yeah. But wow, yeah, that is crazy. Right. 22 degrees Celsius and then all of a sudden snow. That is yeah. crazy. Now, Nick, first and foremost, for all of the fans out there who may not know much about you, give us a little bit of a background in your college level, but also what made you get into punting and what made you so passionate about the game of American football? Yeah, so pretty much um, I knew nothing about college football or American football, you know, little to none at all. And then my good friend and teacher, Michael Gallus, you know, uh, he heard about Pro Kick Australia. And then he told my dad about it, my parents about it. And he said, you know, Nick should give it a shot. He's got a big leg. You should just, you know, go give it a crack pretty much. And then, you know, cut long story short, I went for an assessment. And then uh, John Smith and Nathan Chapman from Pro Kick uh, pretty much told me, you know, I should stick with it. It would be a good career decision. So I'm like, you know, I'll get back to you. I had at that time I had exams at RMIT that I was doing. So then after the exams, I'm like, look, I've got nothing to lose. It it sound, it all sounds better than playing local footy back at home. So, you know, and then after that, a few months later, A um, and M offered to you know offered a scholarship for me to come up, and you know I took it, come play footy here and study. So best decision so far in my life, to be honest. You spoke about pro kick, sort of. They've obviously had a lot of success with guys like yourself and a lot of Aussie punters going over, some guys getting into the NFL. What do you think they do specifically that makes them really successful and helps out the people they work with? Well, especially in the college level, there's you can do a lot, you can do a lot of different uh, style of kicks that can benefit your team. Whereas, in, I mean, in the NFL, you, you're very restricted with, with the rules that they have in there. We still have a lot of success with, you know, we've got like, I think, seven guys in the NFL that are from Pro Kick. So we're still, you know, tapping into the market like that. But pretty much the fact that we're, we're born growing up, kicking the ball a lot, whether it's with soccer and then, you know, Aussie rules. So we, we're used to that motion. So it's pretty, comes pretty naturally to us. Whereas most of, the, most of the guys up here, they're used to throwing a lot, you know, with baseball and all that. So I guess we just have that natural advantage from the start where we can just tweak you know, little skills here and there, which can just strive forward from that. How hard was it for you to adjust to? As a punter, you've got to kick off one and a half steps and get it away as quick as possible. How was that hard for you to do? For the first, you know, month or two, just getting used to that different style is a bit difficult and challenging, and you have to sort of, you have to take what your your style of kicking is, break it all down, and, and you know, rearrange it a lot. 
to be honest. But once you get used to it, it's not too bad. But yeah, as you said, it's definitely a, it's a very unique kick that we do because by the time we catch a snap until we have to kick it, if it's, if it's above two seconds, you're probably going to get blocked. So we have that split second where you need to, you know, align, you get, get the technique right, catch a snap, and then get it off as quick as possible within the first couple of steps. Otherwise, you know, some trouble can happen. So it does take a little bit of time, but once you get used to it, it's, you know, it's like second nature. Tell us a little bit how different college sport is because the whole college sports system is so much bigger than really what Australia has. How have you sort of acclimatised or adapted to that? It's hard, it's hard to really put into words, but the best way you can put it is college football and pretty much all most college sports, but specifically college football is it's much bigger than the NFL and it's much bigger than AFL, much bigger than any type of sport you can play just because, you know, we get at least 80,000 people minimum every single game that we play at home. So, you know, the Alabama game, we had 110,000 in the stadium all filled up and it's just the atmosphere and the environment you're in, you can't, you can't replicate it anywhere else. The whole, like when it comes down to, you know, game week, we all go as a team, we go to a, we stay at hotels for the week and then we'll go somewhere, eat, go to the hotel, watch movies, do all that. It's all just a massive team bonding session that you have and you get to really get close to all these, all these guys. And then, you know, come game day, it's just a, a huge environment. Everyone just embraces it and all the college students, even old fellas that are, you know, coming down to town just to they love and breathe the game. As a specialist, you don't really want to get that crowd noise, you know, in your head too much because it can screw you up. So you try and focus on the task at hand. But... I mean, I've, I think I've adjusted to it really well and hopefully continue to get better at that. But it's just, yeah, it's unbelievable. It's one of those things where you just have to watch. And if you can hopefully come to a game in person, then you get to really you know, understand what it's all about. College football season finished a month ago. Georgia, a team in your conference, winning the whole championship. Off season now, what are you guys doing specifically as a team to get better, to sort of get around the level of Georgia, Alabama, those guys in the top four? Yeah, it's just all about, well, the first part of it's all about recruiting. So, I mean, Coach Fisher and the recruiting staff, you know, we just signed the number one recruiting class in history. So we can get all them all them good guys back in here. We can get the right training for them and all that. And then pretty much phase out our whole year. It starts from, you know, January. And then we go through different phases of training. So now we've got, we call it fourth quarter training or fourth quarter workouts, which is a month of pretty much hell month where they just take us through different mat drills and all that and develop us before we start spring ball and spring ball will start in the next month i think march march 8th around there and then um we go through spring and then we have that break and then we have the summer workouts which is a, another period another month where it's just you know really just high intensity high volume of training and all that and then we get into the fall camp and then the season starts so it's just a, a lot of periodization throughout the whole year and then if your mental state's locked in ready to go then that's how you get to that next level so yeah. as a punter, your obviously primary role is to kick a ball, but obviously we know in the game punters can also throw throw on fake plays, run the ball. How have you talked to your coaches about that? Do you have to practice throwing if they need you to throw a trick play or run the ball? Do you speak to your coaches? Do you let them know I can do this? Like you can trust me to do this if we need to. Pretty much every team will have a trick play up their sleeve. And we, we do practice it every single week. And our coach doesn't really use them too much. He's not, he's not a big fan of them. But they're always – the one thing about this sport is no matter what, every single play has – like there's always something for that play. There's always an answer for that play. So we'll always have a trick play put in place. And the way it works is pretty cut throat. So if, 
if I hit it, you know, four times out of the week, but miss it that fifth time, then we won't play it. We won't use it. So it's pretty much you, you screw it up once and it's it's out of the book. So we, we do have a couple that we that we have in store just in case we need to use them. And then if the coach calls them on the day, then you've got to go go out there and execute it. What are your sort of long-term aspirations, not only with study, but with punting, but also as an Australian living in the United States? Pretty much just focusing on on my college level now, making sure I get the most out of it is the, is the main goal and always having, you know, the end goal is the NFL being up there. I've just got my girlfriend, Alicia, back in Australia. So we're going to try and work something out with that. And she's got some visa problems now we'll try and work out, but we'll see if we can get her up. And then if I was to make the NFL, you know, we obviously live up here. And then it's it's very hard to say where and, and all that because it's very volatile in the NFL. Like you could be with one team, they'll cut you the next day, and then you're, you're flying off to somewhere else. So it's one of those things you never know what, what can happen, but that, that'll be like, you know, plan A, I should say. But... If that wouldn't, if that doesn't work out, then I can always come back home, utilize the degree that I got from here. Work in Australia would be no issue with that. And if, if I really wanted to, I've always got so many contacts up in the states where, I mean, I can get a job pretty much anywhere here. It's really worked out in my favor. So obviously, you've still got a little bit to go in your college career now. And you talked about going, looking to the NFL. At your stage of college career, do you sort of know oh, the way I'm tracking? I can be a chance do like people tell you that you're on your way or you just going through like going through college life and then say what happens once you declare for the draft a lot of it's just you know the right timing especially with our roles like punters kickers and all that it's how many people are leaving that year and how many teams want a punter and if you can work that out then you sort of have a better chance of you know utilizing that opportunity but at the end of the day once you're out of eligibility you can maximize your time in college and put your name out there because at the end of the day, all the scouts can watch watch the tape that's out there. So as long as you're putting out that tape there for them to watch and it's, and it's good tape, then you'll have a great chance. And the coaches don't really tell you anything now, like, oh, you'll be a chance or not, until you really get to that stage where you're saying, all right, now it's my time to go. And then they'll let you know what the best avenue is. And obviously, we see a lot of guys not necessarily get drafted as punters, but sort of they go talk to teams and then they come through as free agents. Is that sort of a plan for you as well? Or, or are you going to hang around for a little bit longer to try and see if someone can pick you up, get on a practice squad, something like that? Yeah, from what, I, from what I've heard is if you, if you went to get picked up the first time, you sort of want to give yourself anywhere between five months to a year. And that's, that's pretty much, you know, trying to get drafted or, you know, the rookie draft and all that through that time period. So after that, a lot of them say after five months to a year, if you can't really find anything, then it's probably a good time to give up on that. But you can, that's, from what I've heard, that's what everyone says. But so, yeah, you have that sort of buffer period of time that you can work with a manager and try and find, find a place because a lot, of, a lot of NFL teams are willing just to bring you in for a tryout and just so that you can compete against their guy that's already there. What is one of the funniest stories that you've had in your college experience? My, I mean, actually, my brother, my brother came up with my cousin and two mates and went to the gun range. And you have to sit like a four, there's a four question sort of test in order for you to be able to use that weapon in there. And we went to our mate Jordan because he has his gun license in Australia. So he got two, two of the four questions right and they still gave him the gun anyway. They're like, yeah, just go ahead. You'll be fine, no stress. But I mean, that, we found that pretty funny because it's just like the laid back, you're not really giving a shit type Texas, you know, vibe, which, which, which it is here. So that's probably the best one I have for you, to be honest. But. That's so funny. <laughs> now, we would be missing a big trick here if we didn't ask you about the upcoming Super Bowl. What is your prediction for it? I'm rooting for the Rams purely because we have a couple of ex-Aggie players in there now. So, you know, we got Von Miller, Bobby Brown, Anthony Hines, a few of them are at the Rams. So 
I'm hoping that they win for their sake, but my tip is going to be on the on Joe Burrow. So with the Bengals, because I think he's just leading them. He's doing something special there. And it just said it, it aligns with the record of what he's set so far. You know, on the Heinsburn, he won the national championship at LSU. Now he's taking his team to a Super Bowl. I mean, he was the most sacked quarterback in still one games in the playoffs. So, I mean, it's, it's hard against the Rams, you know, defensive front because it's just unbelievable who they got there. But, I mean, I think that I think they'll pull off some magic. So, going with them. As a punter, you sort of actually don't want, as a team, you sort of don't want your punter to ever come on the field. Is that sort of weird for you? Yeah, I mean, I remember our first game we had in the regular season last year, we didn't get one punt. And, I, I mean, our coach was, was stoked about that one because obviously our offense is doing something right. So, I mean, you, you want to try and minimize that as much as possible, I guess. But when it's your time to go out there and you know, help the defense out, you want to hit them as deep, you know, as far back as possible. So it is a bit awkward knowing that, you know, no one really wants you to go out. But when you are out, they're expecting big things from you. So, yeah. Well, Nick, it has been an absolute joy and a privilege to be able to talk to you all the way from the United States. We can't wait to follow your progress throughout this year's season and beyond as well. And we really do appreciate you taking the time to talk to in the ballpark. And good luck with uh, the off season and then obviously getting into into the big season that is that is yet to come. Good luck with it all, mate, and thank you again. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Thanks, mate. Been a pleasure.